Live at 5, Sports of Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, uh, not a quiet uh, trade deadline for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, tell us what happened today. So, fascinating uh, number of events. And in no particular number one, they trade a low round, they exchange low round draft picks with the Arizona Cardinals to acquire Josh Dobbs. They announced that Jaron Hall will start this week in Atlanta. Uh, they trade Ezra Cleveland for a low round draft pick. And Kirk, Kevin O'Connell comes out and says, I love Kirk Cousins. I want him back. Uh, so, fascinating. Um, you know, it feels like they, they walked the tightrope of wanting to improve their quarterback position without giving up significant draft capital. Uh, they did that. They got a guy who has played in the NFL, who has had moments in the NFL, uh, and a guy who was probably about to lose his starting job and has st- terrible statistics. So it's not like they traded for a great player. They traded for a guy they could get cheap. Uh, I think part of it is that Nick Mullins is not as close to coming back as I think a lot of people assumed. Hmm. Uh, so Dobbs, if Jaron Hall plays well, Dobbs just might be a, a cheap backup. If Jaron Hall doesn't play, now you have a guy who can step in and has played the position in the NFL before, has some experience, can run an offense. Uh, the Ezra Cleveland move, probably even more surprising. Uh, there's a team that we don't think of as having great offensive depth, and they just traded a guy who had been starting for them before he got hurt. Um, part of it is because I think they really like what Dalton Reiser has given them, but it's also very interesting they trade they, – basically had Reisner replace Ezra Cleveland, who I think we all thought was playing okay. And they are remaining invested in Ed Ingram. The question, of course, to be asked there is, are they remaining invested in Ingram because he's gotten better, which I think he has, hmm. um, or because they need to salvage the 20, 2022 draft and he's their only starter from that draft right now. Yeah, you know, there was no way they weren't going to suffer us uh, a, a decrease in quarterback talent after Cousins goes down. It appears to me as though they're just trying to give themselves a few options uh, here moving forward for the rest of the season. You can't really give up on a 4-4 four and four season, uh, and uh, they feel like that's the case. And, and uh, well, I guess we'll find out how, how Jaron Hall does uh, at least this week. But if he fails miserably, they'll probably go to Dobbs pretty quickly wouldn't they? I, I would, not only would they go to Dobbs the following week, I also would think that if, uh, if they feel like that, you know, they're down 10 points in the third quarter and they feel like Jaron Hall just isn't, is the reason they're down. I could see them making the move right then. You know, they just, uh, I think if Jaron Hall had really impressed them internally and Nick Mullins were healthy or about to be healthy, I don't think they make this move. I think this is an indication that they're really not sure whether Jaron Hall is ready for this, and they don't think Nick Mullins' back is recovering very quickly. And they've seen Sean Mannion play before. And, you know, there's a reason we've gone this deep in the conversation without mentioning Sean Mannion. Sean Mannion is on the roster. Nobody is mentioning him as somebody you want to see actually take snaps. Yeah. And uh, they don't trade Daniel Hunter. He was a guy whose name was in the books. Yep. They really are sticking with the the plan moving forward for this season, which is try to get into the postseason, try to win the division, even though they lost uh, Kirk Cousins. And as you said, uh, and I wrote about it, you know, <laughs> off the Sunday game. 
I think it would be unethical, just absolutely wrong, to say, okay, the team's 4-4 four and four in the playoff picture, has won three in a row, four of the last five. Justin Jefferson's coming back in a couple of weeks. Da- uh, Davenport is probably coming back in a couple of weeks. Daniil Hunter, Brian O'Neill, Christian Darrisaw are in their prime. Hicks is playing great. You know, it, it, I just think it would be unethical to not try. Mm-hmm. Even if we all know this team is not going to win a Super Bowl, and even though we all know without Kirk Cousins, this team might struggle to even get in the playoffs, the essence of sport is you got to take your best shot. And I think they're I, so. I think I think they did the right thing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting that he also said he loves Cousins, wants him back. Uh, in the end, it probably won't yep. be just O'Connell's call, but certainly he'll have some input on it. And I, I just did a podcast with Don Mitchell and Andre Yak about this, and you know, Andre is in marketing. She thought, okay, this could be just Kevin O'Connell saying the right thing that Kirk Cousins needs to hear as he enters this lengthy rehab, mm. and that is a possibility. I think that I, I think what happened here, I think Quezzy takes over. And he, he had the conversation that kind of ruined him with the media. <laughs> he, he told a reporter, yeah, you know, Turks is good, but he's not Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, anything like that. And that, of course, blew up. He's everything in the NFL blows up. And he felt burned and he felt like he couldn't be honest anymore. So, uh, but it was a window in his thinking. You know, that was before they had ever played a game. And I think Quezzy took the job thinking, I'm going to find my quarterback, I'm going to build around him, and we're going to set the world on fire. And now you're, he's a year and a half into his tenure. And you look around and, okay, you know, the 49ers traded everything for Trey Lance, and that didn't work. The Bears did everything they could to get Justin Fields. That's not working. Uh, the Packers, you know, spent a first-round pick on Jordan Love, and it looks like they shouldn't have. I mean, the idea you're going to find a quarterback and everything's going to be great is lovely. It just doesn't happen very often. Um, we tend to remember the successes, not all the failures. So I think at this point, Quezzy might be looking at it and saying, and so I think O'Connell's being genuine. I think he really loves Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I think Quezzy, though, might be looking at it saying, do I want to do what the Bears are doing right now? Do I, want to, do I want to look as bad as the Packers look right now? Or do I want to keep a guy who has elevated himself into the top ten quarterbacks in the league, uh, who knows the system, who is playing great, who is now in this last year and a half elevated himself as a leader and a lovable figure on this team? Why, if I think he can be healthy, why would I not just stick with that? Also, so NFL owners will hold injury history against players. I mean, sure. that saves them money. That's likely going to happen to Cousins in the offseason. Uh, Daniel Jones signed for $40 million a year with the Giants. It's hard to imagine that Cousins and his agent are going to ask for less than that. Uh, you could certainly ju- say if Daniel Jones is worth 40 then Cousins is worth 60 mm-hmm. Um I was told that one of the reasons they didn't sign Cousins long-term this offseason is that Cousins wanted 50 or 50-plus. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, Kirk, we love you, but we don't love you that much. <laughs> um, it'll be really interesting to see how these negotiations go. Because a lot of things in play here. O'Connell, I believe that he wants him back. I believe the locker room wants him back. He was playing great. Uh, they might need to tell Just- Justin Jefferson, yeah, we're bringing your guy back. You're not going to have to play with Jaron Hall next year, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to have to do all those things while trying to keep him his his salary down. So, how much can they dock him for getting hurt? How can, much they can dock him for being a 36 year old quarterback? Does Cousins, as he has said many times, really want to be here? And does that does that manifest itself in him being w- willing to take a reasonable deal? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many interesting negotiating points on both sides right now. 
And, and and for Cousins and for Jefferson, as you already referenced, I mean, uh, he wants to be, we've heard uh, that uh, the highest paid non-quarterback in the league, Daniel Hunter, uh, the way he's playing, he's a potential NFL defensive player of the year. Uh, if he leads the NFL in sacks, then the Vikings would need to keep winning some games uh, for him to get considered. But there's a lot of giant contracts potentially waiting on the Vikings. No doubt about it. And, you know, one thing I always say about the NFL salary cap is, Teams always find a way to keep the players they really value. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be a test of that. Can you sign Jefferson to a massive deal? Can you keep Hunter around? Can you get a deal done with Cousins? Um, and there is always a way to do it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of funny money in the NFL. There are a lot of avoidable years and all kinds of games you can play. Um, what it does cost you is depth and special teams talent, um, and backup quarterback talent. Uh, you know, So there's a way to do it. There's no way to do it without it hurting you elsewhere on the roster. Uh, but, man, I don't know what they – I just don't know what they do without those. I don't know what they do without Cousins. I don't know what they do without Jefferson. I don't know what they do without Hunter. Unless they do want to enter a rebuilding phase. And, man, I just don't sense that that's where they want to be. Yeah. Uh, that was not a good game for the Timberwolves last night. That looked oh. like last year's team. I thought we were going to put that behind them at some point. You, you can't keep coughing up 20-plus points second-half leads. And what bothers me is I think they've inc- – you know, Go Bears healthy and playing really well right now. They have tons of offensive talent. They have excellent roster depth. They have an excellent roster. And – I really like Chris Finch. Uh, he, it, I think the Timberwolves are one of the least accessible teams I've ever covered in my life. Uh, and Chris Finch makes it palatable. He's, he's such a good guy, and he's so reasonable, and he's just a, he's just a good down-to-earth guy. Mm-hmm. But, man, I can't defend this. Um, they came into the – you know, they had a good preseason. Edwards and Towns looked fantastic this summer playing in the World Cup. Uh, everybody's healthy. And – they can't run an offense, yeah. uh, and that's, that's on Finch. Yep. So I don't want to react too early or overreact, but if this continues, Finch is in trouble. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Sue Ann, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.